On this Aviation special, we take a look at SCN's annual list, the nine. These are the nine most promising and up-and-coming AV industry professionals. We talk to them about getting more young people into the industry and how IT has impacted AV. All that and more next on this AV Nation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an AV Nation special. SCN The Nine, Part Two. This is an AV Nation special. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. What happens every year at SCN Sound uh, System Contractors News <laughs> is they pick nine of the most up and coming audiovisual professionals. Uh, they call it the SCN The Nine, and this year's is the future of AV from the article. Quote unquote, they're bold, they take risks and they seek to build relationships. So what we've done, since there are nine of them, and personally, as a podcast host, I think that's a lot of people to have on a, on a show. So we kind of split them up. Uh, so this is the second episode of this with us today. Talk about the nine and uh, the future of AV is, first and foremost, is Meg Sharini-Smith. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you, Ken. Uh, also with us is Samantha Tazinski from NEC. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And last but not least, Kyle Kennedy uh, comes to us from the East Coast and VCA. Welcome, sir. Hey, nice to be here. So let, let's kind of break this down for a little bit. Um, Sammy, I want to start with you on this. Um, they, they call this the future AVAV, uh, the SCN did. What does this mean to you, uh, both professionally, but also personally, to get included on this, you know, this annual list of, of just nine uh, AV professionals? Well, it was such an honor, honestly. Um, when I heard, I was actually super surprised because I've only been in the industry about a year. So all of this was very new to me. And to hear that I got you know, put on this list meant so much to me to be able to come home and tell friends and family, you know, this is what I do. This industry celebrates people, celebrates young professionals, and it just meant so much to me. Does it help you? You mentioned telling your family. The one thing that uh, that uh, a couple of friends of mine uh, still joke that their 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 parents still think that they fix VCRs. Um, <laughs> an award like this, yeah, it, it is, but it's hard, right, to describe what you do. Does an award like this help? You know, the people that you know, your your friends and family, kind of describe what what it is that you are involved in on a daily basis. Yeah, definitely. So it, you know, helps show my parents, they come from Poland. So for them, it's a little harder to understand, you know, when they hear NEC or they hear AV industry, they just go TV. <laughs> so it definitely helps, you know, show them that this is what I'm part of. It's such a great big industry. There's so much that is included in it. And so, yeah, it definitely made them so proud. And, you know, my mom was posting the picture everywhere to her friends and telling them, you know, look, it's the AV industry. So definitely helped. Awesome. Uh, Meg, you've worked in a couple different aspects of the industry. What does this mean to you uh, as, as a young AV professional? Um, so <clears throat> I've been in the industry for um, coming up on almost nine years. Um, so I joined right out of college, but I came out of the entertainment um, field. So audiovisual and large entertainment Las Vegas, um, and then did tour and then wound up in pro AV. Um, 
And what it meant to me, number one, was uh, it was very humbling and it felt really nice to know that my community um, saw something in me that, um, you know, that that they thought it was enough to that I got this. So it was um, it was a big confidence boost. And it also felt like, oh, hey, I'm not um, maybe I'm, you know, shaking the hornet's nest in the right way. Um, <laughs> So it definitely helped uh, illustrate to some folks, uh, especially my family, about like what it is that I do and um, sort of how I've built my um, my community up in this in this world. Because um, uh, yeah, when you say like audiovisual and theater and stuff, they I think you get a lot of eyebrows raised. Like, what are you going to do with an art degree? And I'm like, well, I'm going to do this with an art degree. <laughs> So um, it, it helped. Uh, it helped them illustrate that I was, you know, um, doing really well, and that they were very proud to, to hear. So personally, for me, it was. Uh, it just. It felt really nice to be recognized. It's interesting. You, 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 you. I believe you were the second person I've met in this industry that that started out as with an art degree, an art major. Yep. How, how does that help? And, and it, it, this is kind of an open-ended question, but. Uh, how does that help in, you know, you, you worked in, in entertainment and large venues. How does having that, that art eye help uh, create some of the experiences? Um, please stop me if I start going on a tangent because I t could talk about this for days. Um, I am so happy to have come from a art degree. Um, so my, my degrees are in film and video and new media. Um, <clears throat> and then I studied painting and um, art history as well. So when, now that I'm, you know, 10 years after graduating, I look back at my education when art specifically and what I garnered the most out of it now that's still useful to this day is the aspect of storytelling. Mm. Um, because no matter what part of the industry I've been in, you have to articulate the vision to get to the, uh, to get to the end product. So whether or not that's a show, whether or not that's a new piece of hardware, whether or not that's a design, at every stage you have to tell the story of what you are trying to accomplish and how you are going to get there. Um, and I think out of an art degree, that is primarily, you know, what we did in, in art school. It was, you know, I'm trying to express an emotion or tell a story. And uh, I find very many... Um, you know, I still go back to some of my books and, you know, lessons and papers that we had to write because what art does is it teaches you to look at the whole picture, right? Um, and then to break it down and how do I get to the whole picture? Well, I've got these segments and I need to put these segments together in a story that makes sense and that will articulate what my vision is. Um, so that to me is probably the, the most significant um, benefit out of getting an art degree is being able to do that and apply it to across the board, whatever your, whatever industry you're in. Um, my dad's in HR and he says the same thing. He's like, you got to tell a story of what your workers are doing. Right. So um, I think it's incredibly applicable. I want every integrator listening to this and designer to listen to you right now, because you're absolutely right. You have to tell that story. You have to articulate the story that you're telling, uh, regardless of where you are in, in, in the chain uh, between, you know, site survey all the way through, through uh, completion. So absolutely. 
Uh, Kyle, same kind of question to you. Uh, you're, you're inside VCA, which is a you know, significant integrator out, out in the East Coast. What does this mean to you? Um, what it means to me, honestly, on, on a personal level, uh, echoing the sentiments is it was definitely humbling. Um, I was very surprised to find out that I was in the running, let alone selected for the nine. And um, it, it really just kind of came about just from being at a networking event and going out and shaking hands and introducing myself and being willing to talk to someone just to build a relationship and kind of expose myself a little more to the industry. Um, so it's definitely humbling. It was surprising being that I've only been in the industry for about uh, I want to say about a year and six to eight months or so at this point. Um, so it's been uh, it's been a learning curve the whole way. And professionally, um, it certainly gives me a little more confidence as far as what I'm doing and my position in the industry. Because uh, I came in as uh, basically as a sales specialist. I was making calls all day trying to talk to people about our service department. Because uh, we have a pretty good retention record and we wanted to expand on that offering and bring in more contracts. Um, and from there, it kind of led into a... Uh, an administrative role in the service department and then from there it led to being the help desk manager so it's kind of been a, a rapid progression in terms of things since i started so um being that i was learning the whole way it definitely left some some personal doubt not in my ability but knowing that i wasn't at the uh the level of expertise that i felt i should be at to succeed as much as possible um and something like this just shows that all right i, I must be on the right track and i must be making headway because to be recognized in something like scn as part of the nine for the future of the industry um, it's, it, it is, it's incredibly humbling and it's pretty exciting because it's definitely getting me a little more exposure too. Absolutely. Uh, Sammy, I, I want to come back to you on, on a couple of things and, and two types of questions to, to answer it whichever way you, you want, whether I want you to kind of give advice to either a young person entering the, the industry, like you were just a year ago, or not necessarily a young person, but just anybody entering the industry. Let's be honest here. As our society has evolved. I, I'm a generator, right? And means I'm significantly older than all three of you. <laughs> my generation, I believe this is this is accurate. My generation is one of the first generations that will work a, an average of between four and six careers or four and six places in our life. Right? Our our my my generation's fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers and grand and, and moms typically would work for one or two places, right? I believe it was the Gen Xers that started saying, you know what, forget that. I don't need a gold watch and let's just you know, kind of go on. So whether it's somebody in, you know, the gener my generation or, or uh, beyond getting into a second or third industry, you know, career, or it's someone just coming out of college that, you know, they're graduating this, this month. Um, Sammy, what advice would you give them if, if they're considering uh, a career in AV or they're getting into it? Well, for someone who's going into it, you know, straight out of college, the advice I would give is, you know, network, talk to people. There's so many people out there with an abundance of knowledge in the industry and everyone welcomes you with open arms. Since I've started, I mean, everyone I have met is just welcoming me, bringing me into their groups. Uh, I started the Women's Avixa. I'm part of that and I'm one of the local leaders. So join groups, go to the events. I feel that's the best way to kind of get a vibe of how the industry is. There's so many opportunities out there. It's a big industry. I mean, it's kind of future proof in the sense that we're always moving forward. Things are constantly changing and there are so many different types of opportunities. So the sky's kind of the limit here. Um, with someone who's been or you know been through different industries and starting I'd say that don't be afraid to think outside the box that's outside of your comfort zone uh, 
one thing I've always learned since I've started at NEC is you always try to make yourself uncomfortable in the sense of do things you wouldn't do, you know, put yourself out there, uh, keep on learning. And in a sense, at this point, the one thing that I remember when I started at NEC was think beyond the screen. So it's no longer about just, you know, digital signage or the screens. You have to think beyond. So those are some things I'd say. Yeah, and, and a completely shameless plug uh, for Sammy and, and the uh, Chicago area women of Avixa uh, group. It, it technically is my local group. It's as local as I've got, right? There's not a St. Louis group yet. So right. you know, check, check them out. Uh, Meg, same question. You know, what advice would you give to someone either coming into the industry, you know, for, straight from college, a young young person, you know, younger than you folks, um, or somebody just entering this you know, again as a second or third career? So, for anyone across the board, make sure that you work on the product um, first by experiencing the product. Um, so. Whatever project you're working on, whatever your end goal is going to be, make sure you go use something similar. Make sure that you're using what's in the field. Make sure you're actually using it, you know, because then you're going to start seeing the process from the eyes of, well, here's how we're currently doing it. Now, where can we take it and what can we make better, right? Um, and I think you really only garner that knowledge after having worked with it um, over time. So even if you're just on a, you know, um, engineering side or on a you know build the product side make sure you know and go use that product that you're working on uh, so that you can start seeing it as your end users see it um, so that what I would say is just across the board that's what we should always uh, keep doing as an industry um, for young people out of college um, or even out of high school um, there is a great community in AV we are learners we are always hungry we want to know more um we want to see what the future holds so there's a lot of resources out there um vixa has been great about trying to get that information into younger hands and into you know starting to you know get down into the college and hopefully one day the high school level to make sure that people know that this is uh, this is a career option and it's something that you can do with a numerous amount of degree or with no degree, um, you know, that you can always keep learning and there, there's plenty of resources out there for you to learn, to feel comfortable with it. Um, there are folks coming into this industry, having served other industries prior, it's, um, you know, if anybody has ever used AV or gone to an experience involving audiovisual, um, what I would say is like, try to remember those moments and look through them at, at the lens of being an end user, which, you know, they will have come out of at some point or another, or at least someone who has to experience it. And if you've had a bad experience with AV, you know, how can you, what can you bring to make that experience better for the next person who sits there? Um, so always thinking at it from the end user's eyes or more importantly from the audience's eyes. Um, in a lot of my cases, that's where I have to sit, um, is if I'm going to sit here and experience this, that what do I, what do I want it to be? Um, and then move from there. Absolutely. Uh, Kyle, you have the last word on this. Uh, what advice uh, would you provide to, to a young person, uh, or to a person getting into the industry, uh, brand new? 
Um, actually picking up on what you were saying earlier, Tim, uh, one of the one of the biggest things for someone who's just getting out of college now versus, I guess, their, their grandparents when they were coming up in the professional world is that you can't really rely on working for one company for 20, 30, 40 years and then retiring happily with enough uh, with enough resources to live comfortably for the rest of your life. Um, on average, for anyone who's, you know, my age to younger than my generation, um, you're really looking at trying to make a shift. Honestly, every two to three years, if you're topping out, then it's time to look for something else. If you're not happy with where you are, it's time to look for something else. If you're not being afforded the opportunities that you are ambitious enough to go for, it's it's time to look for something else. Um, the, the biggest avenue to be able to do that is in anything that you're doing, make sure that you're A, putting out a good product because your name is on what you're doing for the company you're working for, and B, make sure you're learning as much as you can along the way. Because while you're accomplishing everything you're accomplishing where you are, you want to make sure that you're always ready and setting yourself to take to uh, take the next step, whatever it is and wherever that opportunity presents itself. Um, in the industry I came from, I jumped around every, I want to say every three to four years on average as I kept finding myself either plateauing, hitting a ceiling, or realizing that um, I needed to be somewhere else in order to make a better move, in order to make different transitions in life. Uh, so that's definitely some, some piece of advice I would give to someone just getting into the industry or out of college. Um, for anyone who's transitioning into this industry now, uh, having come from previous places of employment in different industries, um, learning is, is the best thing you can do. I mean, I came from outside of AB, and for the first couple months, while I was making phone calls, I had Wikipedia and I had Google open and two separate tabs. So if someone brought up, a, oh, yeah, blah, 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 and they started talking about DHCP conflict issues, I could get up to speed on that and realize why there was Mac issues when it comes to DHCP content. Um, when it came to uh, different handshake methods and stuff like that, it's just like EDID. It's, it's things that you may not have been exposed to, but once you read it and once you understand it, it's something you take with you and it's a building block to move forward with. So even if it's a new industry, don't be hesitant to just dive right in because as of right now, there's really no formal education for our industry offered through any higher learning institutions. So everybody's coming from somewhere else and then getting up to speed as they go. So don't be afraid to do it. It's what the rest of us are doing. Yeah, definitely. Meg, I want to come back to this for you a second. And Sammy and Kyle, you guys feel free to jump in, but Meg's been in the industry a little bit longer. Would you find, and we've talked a little bit about, you know, the fact that, that none of us will work on for one place or one one company for the majority <laughs> of our life, right? Right. And you haven't either, but you've been in the industry since you graduated college. Do you think that this industry, uh, more so than others, tends to be stickier. Yeah, we may not win, we, we may not work for the same place all of our life, but in some way, shape, or form, we will still be attached to AV. Oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah, with uh, so I've been doing this since I was 22, uh, still doing it. Um, so, uh, and I've jumped around. I've made the journey from uh, line level technician to um, you know, uh, working in manufacturing and now sitting at a design level. So um, what's cool and none, never for the same company. Um, so it's always a journey, but everybody's, um, you know, when you start going to these trade shows, so um, for, for, you know, you newer folks to our industry, when you start getting into your fifth or sixth Infocom or your 10th NAB, um, what's funny to me is sitting, uh, when we go to those shows now, it's like, 
okay, uh, every two years, everybody's going to take a step to the right and you'll see, you know, person who worked at this booth last year is going to work at the next booth next year. And uh, so there's never, um, there's never that feeling of having arrived, right? You're never just like, ah, yes, I made it. Um, you're like, ah, oh, no, okay, I'm here for now. I'm good for now. Let's see, let's see what I can do here and then see where I can go from here. Um, so that to me will always be AV, but I think once you're in AV and you start feeling the community and you, it's sort of like you find your tribe, um, you know, the something that you've always been missing from high school or college, um, you know, we really fit in no matter what, even if you're in marketing in AV, you're one of us. Even if you're an engineer in AV, you're one of us. Um, even if you're sales, you're one of us, you know? Um, and I think that's, it's comforting uh, because I know that there's so many different avenues of how I can use my skill set. Um, and then like with that skill set, it lets me open doors into other places. Um, so being a tech firsthand, uh, you know, right out of college really gave me uh, time to hone my uh, craftsmanship and how, you know, I, you know, got my cable management down, why I'm such a um, stickler for that now is pretty much because I was raised by my mentors and by my, my tribe to be that way. And, uh, you know, I can say that in AV, I, I've had wonderful mentors, people who invested in me, who gave me the time of day and enough to show me, um, you know, the ropes, right? And I think back to what Sammy was saying too, it's just like, there's a network of us out here. And we're all here to help. Um, so I think that for sure, AV, once you're in it, you're, you're typically in it to stay. All right. Uh, Sammy, we'll wrap up here with you. Imagine, if you will, uh, you, are, you are at the head of a table, a group of, let's call them elder states people of the industry. Um, I'm quickly approaching their age, so I'm not going to call them the old folks, but... <laughs> The, uh, the 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 folks you know the 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 the, the generation beyond me right the um, who are transitioning out. If you had a, a words of it or advice or or just you know things that you wish that they knew about your generation and the generations coming up behind you, what would you tell them? I do think that you know they've been in this industry for so long, and some of them are used to the way things are or they're set in their ways. I would say that every generation has a different way of thinking, um, you know, different things, and we bring new skills to the table. And so I feel that when you bring everyone's knowledge together, that's what comes out of it. That's the industry that makes us go forward and the new ideas that come forward. And I feel that just bringing knowledge together is what I would say. All right. Kyle, same group of folks. What would you say? Um, I would, uh, I would actually echo the same thing. What I was thinking when you, when you posed the question is, um, sometimes the worst things you can possibly hear in the English language, especially at work, are that's how we always did it. And when you hear that phrase, it really means that we haven't given any thought to changing the process. We haven't reevaluated how we go about the process and there's more than likely a more efficient way to do things. And with the rapidly and exponentially changing, uh, evolution and innovation in our industry, because we go from standard technology to cutting edge to bleeding edge very quickly, and it's a rapid succession through all three stages. Uh, so it, it's kind of like being a doctor when you have to stay up on all of this technology in order to make sure you're 
up to par with what's available, what's out there, and how to configure a system. Uh, so when it comes down to it, you really need to take a lot more directive from the people who are in the trenches and the younger members in the industry because chances are they have the time, the energy, and the bandwidth to be uh, learning as much as they can as they're going along. So they're seeing the older systems that are out there, they're seeing what's being installed now, and they're also going to have a mind for what's coming up next. Uh, so listen to the people in the trenches and uh, stay open to changing the processes because chances are someone else is going to come along that's going to come up with a better way to do it. God bless you for saying that, sir. <laughs> uh, Meg, last word on this. Uh, you've got the, the same group of folks. What would you advise them? Um, I would say that having worked, having worked as long as I have, um, I know enough of the, of the older folks as they call themselves. Um, but, uh, what I would say is that, you know, the AV industry has done a wonderful job of being able to stay open and flexible. Um, the older folks that I know are always taking that with caution. Um, and I think uh, Sammy and Kyle to reiterate, you know, it's like we can't keep trying the same things and expecting different results. Um, so we need to collectively combine our um, our knowledges through, you know, the old folks to the, you know, to us and the younger folks and even the kids upcoming and how technology is shifting in this world and see what is the big picture? Where do we take this? How do we stay out of our comfort zone, but still deliver experiences that work, right? Like, cause at the end of the day, no matter what technology we, you know, put into a solution, it has to work. And sometimes that's going to be going back to our comfort technologies that we know this will work but then applying new technology just to say, here's how this will work, but here's how we can make it better, right? Um, so I would say like, as long as they're um, continuous support of new technology, continuous support of taking, you know, the younger generation and saying, hey kid, come check this out. Um, I would say they just need to keep it up. I think we're all doing a really good job right now as a, as a community. So, um, you know, the millennials are, are here and we're, uh, we've got the work ethic to show that we want to be here and we want to contribute. So um, for those of us that are here to do that, uh, just keep believing in us. And, and I, I've said this a couple of times on, on AV Week. I'm, I'm, I, I'm kind of I'm interested to see how folks who write about, you know, working with millennials and stuff like that, how they're transitioning because not for nothing, Meg, but you're no longer the younger generation. I know. I know. <laughs> there are an entire group of folks coming up behind you who are graduating. There's an, another another you know group of you know working with Gen Z. I think it is you know, and, and those articles are coming up shortly. I'm sure. So yeah, I think uh, AV in the AM is another place that like if you want exposure across the board to everyone of every different age group in AV. Uh, AV in the AM is my shameless plug, um, but that conversation is not only entertaining and you know finding your tribe, but you get to really hear from everyone, no matter what their age group, and uh, and make that connection. So I would say, if whoever hasn't started joining that, um, come on Sunday mornings. What's better than talking with a bunch of nerds? Yeah. <laughs> Sunday mornings on Twitter, uh, hashtag AV in the AM. Our buddy Cristetto started that and moderates it. Uh, I believe he starts it at 7 or 8 Eastern time. Yep. It goes, goes throughout the day. Um, 
and and Chris and I were were honored enough to be uh, we hosted the live uh, video for AV Magazine's AV and uh, AV Awards over in London last year, and we were in London on Sunday, and sure enough, <laughs> he was up bright and early. I want to say he he really does do it, you know, and and, and works his butt off for it. So, absolutely. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for joining. Again, uh, congratulations to all three of you uh, for making the SCN the nine. Um, Kyle, we'll start with you on this. Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or, or VCA, how do they do that? Uh, best way to do that is to reach out to the main number, which is 732-545-8000, or uh, you can reach out to the help desk directly if you require service, and that's 732-374-4123. Uh, 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 my extension is 4170 if you want to give me a call because I'm a very popular individual. And uh, you could also email me, kyle.kennedy at vcaglobal.com. All right, very good. Thank you so much, sir. Meg, thank you, ma'am. Uh, how do people get a hold of you on the Twitters? Because obviously you, you're on there for following AV and AM, but how do people uh, find you if they want? Yep. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Machina Meg um, or Meg X Machina. And uh, LinkedIn, Meg Shereni Smith. Uh, best way to get a hold of me. Mm -hmm. Very good. And Sammy, uh, you are with NEC, so thank you so much. So how do people find you or NEC or NEC at Infocom next week? NEC at Infocom will be at booth 1600. And for me, you can find me at on Twitter at NEC underscore SAT. And you can also find me at LinkedIn, which is going to be Samantha Savinsky Streisak. So long name to remember. That's all right. Uh, we'll put we'll put links to all those on, on this episode's page as well. Uh, for Thank you all so much. And again, congratulations for me, for AV Nation. Uh, don't follow me on the Twitters. Uh, this will post on Thursday. And at this point, uh, this, this Blues fan is going nuts. So that's what you'll get on Twitter is if you follow me. Uh, but for AV Nation, you'll find AV Nation at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others, including our two weekly news roundups. One is AV Week uh, that I host. Uh, comes out every Monday and Resi Week, which looks at the residential side. All that and more at avnation.tv. Avnation.tv.